Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Welcome to the Overcoming Emotional Eating Podcast. This episode was actually a call that I did with clients last year, right around Thanksgiving time, after the day, in order to help people recoup and recalibrate after Thanksgiving if they'd had a pattern of overeating. Take a listen. There are many gems in here that can really help you recalibrate if you've slipped off the slope of Thanksgiving as many of us do. And remember to check us out on www.wendyfrancis.com for lots of new episodes and resources. Tonight being the first Monday after Thanksgiving, I reserve this night for my uh, getting back up on the wagon call. Um, and I've done that in my practice, uh, my private practice for 18 years. And then subsequently every year um, since then, it's now six, seven years since I've just been solely in private practice and developed these businesses, et cetera. But every year, the next day after the holiday is always my recoup recalibration day and getting back up on the wagon day because what i know so often for for many people that thanksgiving is a is a difficult day emotionally for some people physically if you're having to go to a number of different relatives or friends house if you're traveling um, if you're tired from you know cooking all day or entertaining all day physically exhausting, mentally exhausting for some people, emotionally exhausting, and there's a lot of food around. Now, Thanksgiving can be great, and it can be amazing, and it can be connecting, and it can be social, and it's been a nightmare for my clients since I've started my practice. And so what I really love to talk about on this day after Thanksgiving is really about how to recoup, recalibrate, and get back up on the wagon if you've fallen off. If you haven't fallen off the wagon over the, over the last four days, kudos to you and commend yourself and pat yourself on the back. Some of the things I'll talk about tonight um, you can use and kind of stick in the back of your hat, so to speak, for the upcoming holidays. Uh, that you may be experiencing in December, um, but we, but I will talk about for those of you who did eat something that might not be on plan, for those of you that may have eaten two or three things or four or five that might not have been on plan, I'm going to talk tonight about how to get back up on that wagon if you're struggling with that. It's probably the number one thing that happens this time of year, and I've dealt with many, many patients who kind of have what I call the what, what the heck mentality. And so once it begins, it's hard to stop. Once you fall off, it's hard to get back up. And I want you to know that every chance 
Every, every moment and every day is a chance to start anew. And I'm going to teach you how and why today. And we'll go forward from there. So thank you for joining me for our food, weight, and life transformation call. And let's get started so we can really understand and dive into what to do if this weekend, you know, four-day holiday got to you. Um, you know, and it can happen to anybody, e even the best of us, even if you're prepared. You know, I know I, we talked a number of weeks about how to get prepared for Thanksgiving. What does that look like? What to do, coping strategies, what to make, what to plan, what to bring, what to pre-plan, what strategies do you have? And nonetheless, sometimes you find yourself in the corner grabbing a piece of that pie that you swore you wouldn't have. And then what happens? Well, there's a lot of things that happen in people's brains at that point in time. And most of all, what begins to occur is not a good scene. Whether you continue to eat that piece of pie or those mashed potatoes and gravy or that stuffing or go back for seconds you didn't anticipate doing, what happens after that point in time is what can go awry very quickly. People's mind starts to spin. Once the first bite happens, for those of you that this, ha this has happened to, and I can totally uh, and completely relate to this, once that first bite happens, we know a number of other things begin to happen. We know that internal self-talk changes, what we're saying to ourselves. Sometimes even once we walk into that buffet, right, or or uh, if it's at someone's house, that potluck or that whole spread that's out. How we talk to ourselves, whether it's, oh, I'm not going to touch that, or uh, I can't do this, or I just want to have this, or a number of other things. So self-talk changes, how we, how we talk to ourselves. What the heck? I'll just start tomorrow. I'll start over again on Monday. Something I've heard for years and years and years. I actually call it, I actually call it the Monday syndrome because I've heard it so often and so much, and there's a procrastination component to that that can be devastating. I'll talk more about that later. We know once that self-talk changes and that action begins to happen, we know how you feel in your body changes. For some people, they start to hunch their shoulders up. For other people, they start to clench. Um, most people wind up standing up while they're eating those things that they're not supposed to eat. Not everybody, but a lot. We know that breathing changes, how quickly you breathe changes. We know that blood pressure rises. We know that heartbeat uh, increases. We know things start to move faster in your body and your mind. We know that people become ungrounded. Once that food is done being eaten, whether it was one piece of pie, a big serving of mashed potatoes, whatever that might be, the worry then begins, and the fear sets in, and then the feeling of failure starts, and then more self-talk changes begin to happen. Winston Churchill said it best when he said, success is not final, failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. 
And what I'm going to teach you tonight is how to continue. If that happened to you, if there were some moments of what you might consider failure, and I'll teach you how to reframe failure into learning, but if there were some moments of what you might consider failure, it's not about that. It's about getting back up. It's about that courage to continue. I can't tell you how many failures I've had in my life. And I now call them my life lessons because I had to reframe that. If I always felt like, you know, the things that I've learned are failures, then how would I go on and move forth from them? And I like to look at my failures as my facts of learning. And what I want you to begin to do as we go through this call is, if you had some moments of learning over the last five days with your food, I want you to start to understand what they are. My number one rule in whatever happens with your food, particularly I know that things happen during this time of year the most, the number one thing is that self-talk I talked about, it's usually not a nice self-talk. It's not a kind self-talk. It's not a kind part of us, actually, that's talking to us. It's usually what we call the persecutor. In psychological terms, we call it the persecutor. It's not the victim. It's a persecutor. It's a part of us that only thinks we'll change if we're really mean to ourselves. Well, I'm going to tell you that's not the part that actually makes change happen. In fact, most of the time when your persecutor gets really strong and really big, we feel really bad and really shameful, and we don't make change. We'll eat our way or cope our way into a different nightmare. So the first thing is not to beat yourself up. You can't take back whatever happened at that dessert table. You can't take back whatever happened at that buffet. You can't take it back, so don't beat yourself up. And beating yourself up and using that part of you that's the persecutor will never get you where you want to be. In fact, for my clients who've had the best persecutor going, so to speak, because I've heard them, part of what I'll do in an individual session is actually let me hear your persecutor. What does she sound like or he sound like? And when I hear the nightmare that comes out of them, I want to eat. That's how mean that part of you can be. And that doesn't ever, ever make anything better. You can't learn failures if you keep persecuting yourself. So don't beat yourself up. Because the first thing you want to do is let it go. Let it go. And most of us think that if we let it go, then I'm going to keep doing it. And that's actually not true. If you let go your mistakes and learn from them. So letting it go doesn't mean you forget it. It just means you forgive it. I'm going to say it again. Letting it go doesn't mean you forget it. It means you forgive it. I don't want you to forget it. I want you to learn from it. There's a real difference. And if you learn from your defeats, you will, event, you will become victorious, right? So learning from your defeats means you can't forget it. You've got to learn. But you can, and you can forgive it in the process. So first and foremost, if 
you ate off plan. If it happens, I want you to let that go. Forget it right now, right here. Every moment of every day is your chance to make the choice to move forward instead of backwards. The great saying says, don't look backwards. It's not the way you're going. I love it. So don't beat yourself up. You've got to let that go. Now you got to move forward, right? If there's something you can learn from that situation, or maybe you've already analyzed it and thought about it and not persecuted yourself, and if you have, then write down your learning, whatever that is. Because in a couple weeks, if you celebrate Christmas, or you celebrate New Year's, or you celebrate um, Hanukkah, whatever you might celebrate in December, that learning might arise again, right? So write down what you learned. I learned I didn't eat enough of the good foods, and that's what made me hungry for the things that might not be on plan. I learned that I wasn't prepared enough. I learned that I didn't stock up on my healthy stuff. Whatever that is, whatever you learned, write it down. Tonight, if you're driving, don't do it. Write it when you get home. <laughs> but you need to write it down because that's how you'll keep it in your mind. Okay? Now, number two, what you want to do if you haven't already done it, if you haven't already done it, you need to do it tonight. Go and stock back up on your healthy food. If you have leftovers in there, get rid of them. Or now you've got all your healthy food stocked up. Everything in your fridge on plan. Fruits, vegetables, you got your proteins, you got your healthy fats. Make sure you've restocked so you have those things in there. If you have taken anything, you have any leftovers, you have anything, you know, from Thanksgiving or the day after, give it away. Let it go. If there's things that other people in your house want to eat but you know are not helpful for you in what you're trying to do, put that food away. Don't keep it on the countertop. It is so easy to walk past the countertop and grab one of those cookies. Put it in a tray, Tupperware container, put it up high, tell your kids where it is or your husband or whomever it is, and put it away. It is easier to resist the temptation if you don't see it. The same thing for your refrigerator. If there's things that you're keeping for other people in your house that you know is not helpful for you, make sure you use aluminum foil on it. This is a great tip I actually found online. Because when you don't see it, it's a lot less tempting. When you've got those great, nice plastic containers and you know those cookies or those pies are in there, it's a lot harder to, to resist. But use foil, things that you can't see, so that goes back there. You might even label it with your child's name if it's for your children or your husband's name. So it's, so it's there. And put the leftovers in the fridge. In the back, we'll keep it in the front if you've got anything left that you know is still good, right? Keep your fruits, your vegetables, your proteins, things that you know are on plan and helpful for you. Organize your fridge, your refrigerator, strategically. Keep it up front so you can actually take a look at what is good for you. 
so remember to go ahead and keep those things wrapped so it's easy for you not to see it, okay? And finally, and then I'm gonna go through what you can do today, but one of the last things I want you to remember about what may have happened over the last couple of days and where you go forward, again, we're at Monday, so if you're one of those, uh, I'll restart on Monday people, hopefully you did that today. <laughs> And remember to avoid what I call the what the diet, how they're eating, instead of accepting it in that moment. It's really interesting. It goes on for so many people. In that moment, it's right. You see a person take one bite of the pie and they go, oh, okay, that was yummy. Good. I'm going to go back and get the broccoli. Most people do the opposite, right? They kind of throw the towel in and get the whole piece. So, what the learning is, is staying out of the black and white, staying out of the what the heck, right? Staying out of the manic Monday, right? The learning is about I slip up in the moment and I can still continue to eat healthy. Just like I said last week, remember when you're driving down the highway and you miss your exit, you don't keep driving to California if you were going west. You get off the next exit and you turn around. And in the process, it's rare to hear somebody beat themselves up horrifically, right? Most people, I mean, we might get a little upset depending on how late you're running, but it's rare that after that moment in time that people get horrifically upset. So same thing with eating right? You got off the wrong exit, just turn around, go back to where you went to. That's all you have to do. If you have fallen off plan and you're not sure what to do now, here's where you begin. You stair step your way back to plan. This is the number one question I've been asked over the years is, what do I do now? Even for my clients with anorexia, who were supposed to be eating more, and I know that's the converse to what some of us can understand, but if the holiday was stressful for them and it was too difficult, they actually wouldn't eat enough. And opposite, right? Lots of people eat too much, but there's the same underlying fear and feeling when that day is done. So if that's happened to you, and or it happens in the future, Besides these things, your next thing is to actually stair-step your way back to plan. So what people always ask me is, how do I do that, Wendy? What does that mean? So here's what you're going to do. In your mind, I want you to think about, okay, of the components of eating healthy, of the components of plan. So if we look at it, we've got fiber, like things like fruits and vegetable. We've got water. We've got protein. Right? So what's the easiest of those things for you? I.e., when you started plan, what was the easiest thing for you to, to eat? Was it or drink? Right? Was it the easiest thing for you to drink enough water? Well, if that's the case, then make sure you're getting all your water intake in. If you're not, then start there. So if you're not getting all the water you need, then start by adding in more water and getting your water where it needs to be. Go with what's easiest. I find that people either go with what was the hardest for them or they try and do it all at once. Some people can do it all at once. 
but there are a number of people that can't. It's too much. So start with whatever is easiest. If the water is the easiest for you, start there. Take one day, get your water back. Okay, then focus on your fiber. If fiber was the easiest for you, if you love fruits and vegetables, then make sure you get your allotted amounts of fruits and vegetables that next day. If you're trying to count your fiber grams, then count your fiber grams up to where they need to be. And then finally, make sure you're getting your protein in and your, your essential fats with that meal. So if you look at it, you're breaking it down and you're going with what's the easiest, the first, right? It's like when we go to climb the stairs, if you look at a staircase, well, we don't go from the bottom straight jump to the top, right? We start at the easiest step, which is the lowest. And then we go up, 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 up until you get to the top. That's what I want you to do with your meal plan. If you haven't already started doing it. For some people, it may be better for you to do a reset. I've worked with a number of clients who it was really helpful for them to do a reset, which could just be two days of doing two shakes a day, allowing their body just to recalibrate, get some of the water weight off. A lot of what happens on holidays if you have a, a day or two of overeating there's, a, there's an amount of water weight that comes on with the increase in sodium or increase in, you know, excess carbohydrates you might get. So do a reset. So for you, if that feels better to do that, take two days, two shakes a day, kind of like you did at the beginning of the plan, and then start back to where you were at whatever day it was on plan after that. Know yourself best, right? So plan is about learning about you. So now is the time to learn. So how do you work best? Do you want to get, stay in the food and then work on the water, fiber, protein, and essential fat? Or do you need to do a reset for two days and then go back to where you stopped on plan? Either way is okay. It's what's going to work best for you. And then if you figure that part out, that always then can be go, kind of be your go-to right, if something happens and you fall off plan. And it's not about doing it perfect. It's about doing it perfect for you. And each of us essentially are radically different in how we function with our food, right? So again, remember what Winston Churchill says, success is not final and failure is not fatal. Whatever happened over the last four days is not fatal. You can make that turnaround. And again, he says, it is the courage to continue that counts. You guys have to strong up the courage. I can give you the strategy. And those two things equal success, in my opinion. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.